Welcome back to the Sendable Insider Podcast. Before I bring in my guests, let me give you some background uh, on Sendable's love-hate relationship with conferences. So if we, if we go back around 18 months, uh, Sendable had a very small brand footprint. We were competing with the likes of Hootsuite, Sprout Social, and a few others. And very few people had actually heard of Sendable as a brand. And we weren't really doing much to get our brand out there in the world. So we, we tried things like pushing Facebook ads, Google, et cetera, but they never really worked. And we always relied on word of mouth. So we always used our happy customers to spread the word about Sendable. But we did do one thing. We actually tried to attend a few conferences in the past, uh, London-based conferences mainly. They were quite broad. And we always focused on generating trialists and leads from those conferences. So we sent our sales team that go there, they pitch Sendable and sell what we do. But they were always unsuccessful because no one really cared about what we did. And no one, had, no one really cared about what our product did, how we could help them. It was more about what they could get out of the conference. So I spent about three months studying social media and marketing in general, looking at the trends. Um, and we went through a massive rebrand at Sendable, kind of redid our vision, our mission, our values, et cetera. And we really found our place and our belief in what we stood for. So we discovered that uh, social media is going back to its roots. It's all about human connections, being real, being authentic. And we wanted to take our story and find a conference that we could share our story, share our brand beliefs at. So around the same time, one of our customers, Desiree, suggested that we really go check out this amazing conference in the US called Social Media Marketing World. Now I'd heard of it, I didn't know much about it. So she said I should speak to Rob, who's kind of an expert on this. And Rob worked for Thinkific at the time and he'd been a couple of times before. So we had a call and we discussed some tactics around how we could make this work. I believe Martin spoke to Desiree and we came up with a strategy to how we can make this conference work for us. So I want to fast forward to a few weeks after Social Media Marketing World, and it was a huge success for us, for Sendable in general. It was so good that we're actually going back this year. So today I wanted to invite Rob and Desiree to join Martina and myself just for a roundtable discussion on what makes a good conference in general, how to get the most out of Social Media Marketing World in particular, and what you should be doing before and after attending the event so you can make the most of it. So before we jump in, I um, just want to welcome Rob, Desiree, and Martin. Do you want to give everyone just a bit of background as to what you do? Rob, do you want to go first? Yeah. Gavin, Martin, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, this is awesome. I'm a, I'm a huge listener of the podcast and uh, love all the content. Um, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, my name is Rob Balasabas. I am the brand evangelist at a company called TubeBuddy. Uh, like Gavin mentioned uh, previously, I was the social media and community manager at a company called Thinkific. And um, yeah, it's going to social media marketing world. It's going to be my, I believe my third year. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to jumping into this conversation. Desiree. Hi, my name is Desiree. I am a, a YouTube creator, podcaster, and I own a social media management agency called All in One Social Media, where we help manage content for brands and agencies while putting military spouses to work anywhere that they're stationed around the world. And so this is the, the when we're recording this, this is uh, the tour we're heading in the 2020 social media marketing world. This will be my third event. So I think this actually makes it Rob's fourth time because you're one ahead of me, Rob, I think. <laughs> and I, I just, I have a lot of thoughts and, and opinions about social media marketing world, all very good. And I think that we're going to have a good conversation today. Okay, so I'm Martine. I'm the brand advocacy coordinator at Sendable, um, amongst other things. And um, I just help um, manage all our um, affiliates um, and get them sharing the Sendable love, really. 
So I want you guys to think back to the first time you attended Social Media Marketing World. Why did you go for the first time and what were you hoping to get out of it? Um, I know for me, um, I had just made the decision to go social media marketing world and that I went to was in 2018 was my first. And I had made the decision in 2017 to go because of so, so many reasons. One, a, a big reason, honestly, is FOMO, like fear of missing out on a great conference. All of these people who I was friends with or that I admired that they were going to this event and I had been missing it for years. Social media marketing world had started actually, um, I believe it was 2013. I could be wrong on my numbers, but I remember like being in the thick of planning my wedding. Um, when the first happened, I just like, couldn't, I couldn't go just because of budgeting. And it was still, wasn't super on my radar. And then after that, I was like pregnant and I was actually pregnant for like two or three years within it. I was, you know, caring for my kids, breastfeeding, all that kind of stuff. And so in 2017, I, I bought my ticket. And then I told my husband, I was like, look, I don't care what's going on in our life. I have to go to this event. Like, it's just too important. It's just too many things going on that at this event for me to be sitting at home with doing what I'm doing versus like being amongst my peers and learning and networking and growing as a professional. And so I actually ended up coming from South Korea to San Diego because um, my husband's in Air Force, was in the Air Force and knowing that I was going to be like, okay, no matter what happens every year, I have to be at this event. And for you, Rob? Yeah, uh, for me, it was a, a little bit different. Like I actually, you know, I, I, I went with Thinkific and um, I was invited to go. I was uh, unofficially the social media com- uh, manager at the time there. I was still kind of half support, half social media manager. And they said, hey, you know what, you should, uh, you should probably go to this. It's social media marketing world. You do social media for us. And uh, the, the team had already attended, I think, once or twice before I started to join the trip. And so I really didn't know too much about it, honestly. So, um, you know, I didn't go to too many conferences at the time, you know. So, yeah, so it was, it was a surprise. It's like I, I attended, I didn't realize how gigantic this <laughs> event was and how many people and I've never been to San Diego. So, yeah, it was um, really, it was something that just kind of fell on my lap at the time and realized very quickly that it was the place that we needed to be at, you know, not just, not just for learning and all that, but really for building connections and building relationships with the people that, that we want to connect with, we want to partner up with. So, so yeah, that's really why, you know, I ended up attending the trip uh, initially. I think for us um, at Sendable, we, as Gavin mentioned in the introduction, we kind of had this massive revamp of not only our offices, but our way of working. We introduced remote working at the time, but we also had this massive revamp of our values and our beliefs. And as Gavin said, we were kind of like, right now we've got these beliefs. How can the world hear about them? So that was the reason we decided to go. In preparing for Social Media Marketing World, we then decided what can we do? We didn't want to have a booth. So what could we do to achieve the, the best result we could? And then we decided that instead of having a booth, that we would have an event. So we, had a, we held a mixer one evening and that was really, really successful. And it, it gave us the opportunity to announce basically our new values and our beliefs and to share beliefs with those people um, in conversations and in swag and, and get the message of storytelling out there. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, we haven't really attended that many conferences in Sendable's history. 
What would you say, uh, Rob and Desiree, makes a conference worth attending from your perspective? And do you think Social Media Marketing World is the biggest conference on your calendar each year? As far as like the biggest one, um, it's one of the bigger ones that's a priority for me. I think if you do anything in your industry, whatever your industry is, in our case, it is marketing and social media, you want to go to the place where it's kind of like the Mecca. It's kind of like the foundation is there. I know for me, there are a lot of... Um, really great events. And I think that the strategy that I have going into all of them is the same. And I think that it is, you go to, I, I go to the keynotes because that's where the biggest, most impactful information is. And then I network with my peers. And then I also create content while I'm there because no matter how much I know about my industry, you can always learn more and your peers are the best people to help spread your message and collaborate with and help open your eyes up to more stuff. So that's what I do at every conference I go to. And then I always have to make sure my past has the downloads so that I can go and consume the much more like in-depth sessions so that I'm able to continue to grow as a professional and improve what I'm doing with my agency and for my team. Because if you're trying to go to so many sessions after session, you almost get like information overload. And you're like, you go, you come out of there with like, I have all these great ideas. And just, it makes it a little hard for me to funnel, like what are the actual things I need to do so if I can consume the things at my own pace and introduce them in a way that makes sense. That's how I sort of process things better. Yeah, just like Desiree. So I would say definitely get the, um, the all access so you get all the replays later on. For such a big conference like Social Media Marketing World, I would tend some of the keynotes, but really the majority of my time there is going to be spent, you know, doing collaborations, filming interviews, um, and really networking. You know, that's the biggest part of it for me. That's the reason I attend. Because yeah, I mean, just like Desiree said, you can really have overload of all the information, especially, you know, there's so many tracks and really like I'm looking at the calendar, I'm looking at the schedule and there's a number of talks where people that I want to listen to are all speaking at the same time just because there's multiple tracks. So, you know, I can't really catch all of the talks anyway. So, you know, I take advantage of the time that people are there at the same time at the same place, you know, it happens once a year for the most part. There are other smaller conferences that I'll see some of the attendees and some of our partners at. But social media marketing world is where literally like 80% of the people that I want to connect with are there in person. So I do, um, I do try. This is something I started doing even for the first time that I went was I started reaching out. I think that's how me and Desiree got connected. And Desiree actually attended one of our breakfasts that we had. And I remember because when, when, when Desiree just mentioned um, South Korea, I remember her telling me that story. And I was so amazed that she was coming from South Korea uh, all the way to San Diego. And um, but yeah, yeah so... I started reaching out, you know, I started reaching out weeks ago and said like, hey, who's going to be going to social media marketing world? You'll see on my social media. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of content around that, um, you know, behind the scenes in the DMs. There's a lot of conversation around, around social media marketing world and, you know, seeing who's going and, you know, trying to, you know, arrange different times to meet up, grab coffee, you know, film an interview. The way that I see it, you know, it's going to be a lot more efficient and a lot cheaper to just do all of that stuff there at Social Media Marketing World. We're all there together. Everybody's flying in. So let's take advantage of that together. And then all the talks, I'll catch a few of them. But like Desiree, I'm just going to catch, you know, the rest on replay when I get back home. 
That makes sense. Yeah, I think last year I didn't go to any of the talks. I think I went to a couple of keynotes. <laughs> but so most of the time just networking and meeting customers and uh, you know, influencers and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so we, we spent most of the time hovering around that networking area. Mm. And I guess leading up to an event, how do you guys generally prepare and how long in advance do you start reaching out to people to make those, those connections? Um, for me, it's, um, I usually need the like, conference speaking list. Because a lot of people that I'm trying to connect with for creating content are speakers at the events. Um, so when you join social media marketing, well, when you buy your ticket, you get to tap into the private Facebook community that they create. And so I get in there and I read conversations and see the posts that people are doing. I also make posts like, hey, look, I'm looking to do this. I can usually connect with people in the, in the DMs about scheduling things and planning things and, and kind of getting on their radar about what I'm doing to connect with people in that way. Um, but I really think that the real planning for social media marketing, well, for me as like pseudo terrible as this probably is, is actually the day I get into San Diego because by then everything is finalized. I know when all the parties are that are happening around the events, what breakfasts are happening, what in between the parties, like what we did with Sendable last year, where it was like after the conference, but before the main networking events, um, just like that kind of stuff. And I try to also have a little bit of fluidity when it comes to my schedule because you never know what opportunities are going to present themselves and you mm -hmm. just don't want to be like, oh, every moment of my conference time is booked. I'm going to miss out on this amazing opportunity because I've overcommitted. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've, um, I, I prepare, I would say right now we're recording this in January. I probably started thinking about social media marketing world around December. Um, and that's just because... A, reaching out. B, people started, I mean, now I think I'm sure Desiree too, we're at a point where people are reaching out and saying, hey, are you going to be going to social media marketing world, right? Because we've seen people there. We have friends now there, you know, our peers and partners. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of like, hey, what's happening? You know, are you guys going to be doing any events? You know, I'm sure you and uh, Gavin and Martine, you guys are going to start getting messages like, hey, are you guys going to do that event again? Just like last year, you know, people enjoy those things. Um, so yeah, start thinking about that, you know, around December, which is crazy. It's like a few months mm -hmm. away at that point, but yeah, reaching out and then also thinking about events, right? So for us, it's been really successful to hold, you know, dinners, uh, breakfast, those kind of things, because people are looking to have that time to sit down and, you know, get to know people. And like uh, Desiree said, like the actual conference itself is crazy. Like you're walking around, like everywhere you turn, there's somebody that, you know, you've collaborated with or worked with, or you want to connect with. And so you're talking nonstop, you're walking nonstop. So people are looking for that time to kind of sit down. Breakfasts are actually really good because there's usually a lot of dinners happening. But there's very rarely any breakfasts, you know, uh, that are happening. But, but yeah, so we start planning that ahead because then just like, you know, what you guys are doing with your event, it's nice to get that invitation out really early so that people can lock it into their calendars and, and then make sure that people are attending our event, you know, outside of the, the conference itself. And if you're going to be having a booth and you're sponsoring, then obviously like, yeah, you're, you're talking to the social media marketing world team months ahead. Uh, to plan for that, you know, plan for the booth, order swag and all those things, all that logistical stuff um, that gets started, you know, quite early. And you forgot about the whole swag thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you are going to have a booth, or you are going to have an event, you definitely want to make sure you have time to get the stuff. Cause I know I'm talking with, with TubeBuddy as well about the swag mm -hmm. that we need for the podcast. So um, it's definitely a lot to consider when you're planning 
in that sense. But if you're coming just to attend, you can, mm -hmm. I think, be a little bit more fluid. I, the first year I went to Social Media Marketing World, I had no agenda besides going to breakfast with Rob because he reached out to me. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say about the swag is um, I agree about that because we obviously that's, that's a big part of, our, of us going getting that already and getting that on on brand and creating things that we think people will actually use so that's something we start preparing really a, a good few months before we've actually got all our swag arriving in the next week or so so that's definitely something we start thinking about months and months before and then yeah figure out how to get it all the way to san diego <laughs> after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the um yeah the whole swag thing it's you know, we really never thought of it as a big deal, you know, when we started doing swag and hoodies and all those things, right? But then we thought, you know, like all of these people are social media people. They're posting everything that they're doing uh, at the conference. And the, the thing that I noticed people would post is they would post their badges, right? Like, hey, I'm here. You know, it's kind of like this memento thing that, you know, I've arrived, I'm here, I'm in person, I'm really, you know, I'm really doing this. And, you know, they're posting their badges, you know, they're posting pictures to themselves, they're posting swag. Like I would, I remember the first time that we went um, and we had a dinner and then we gave everybody hoodies. When we got back to the hotel, a lot of the, you know, influencers and partners that attended, they, they took the hoodies and then they would take pictures of themselves or group selfies with, them, with, with our hoodies on, um, on the street on the way back home and saying like, hey, look, we just, you know, we just attended so-and-so uh, Thinkific dinner, sweet swag or whatever. Or they would like take pictures of them, like these flat lay pictures on their hotel beds of, of all the swag that they, they, uh, they found. And, and it was a way for us because we, we were thinking, okay, how do we maximize the ROI and all that stuff, right? You know, how do we maximize the ROI of this, you know, this activity? Uh, going to social media marketing world, flying to San Diego, you know, how do we get outside of this event and get in front of all of these influencers audiences, right? So how do we get in front of them in an organic way, right? And yeah. so swag became the answer to that <laughs> for us, for the, the amount, you know, I guess the, the cost of swag, it was a, a much bigger return for us to get our, our name out there. So I guess, first of all, our goal was to obviously spread brand awareness mm -hmm. and also meet with customers. So most of our customers are based in the U.S., and we had never really met, met with them face-to-face. -face. Uh, even our largest customers spend six figures with us a year. We had never met. So the goal was to meet these customers for the first time in person. So we sent out a, a campaign to our customers, uh, giving a meeting link. So I had 10-minute slots with customers and influencers and leads. And my calendar at Social Media Marketing was just jam-packed. So I had meetings back-to-back -back all day. It was, it was insane. Um, so I think this year we're going to do things a bit differently. Possibly just have one sort of breakfast meetup with those people and then do our event in the evening. But uh, yeah, I think, I think we had so much content for our marketing team from all those interviews. It was insane. It, was just, yeah, it took uh, them months and months to edit. So when we arrived last year, we had just got off a plane. I believe we were going to have breakfast with you, Desiree. And then we had our event that <laughs> night and we were completely exhausted. What, what's the best routine, do you think? Like when you get there, what should you be doing when you get to social media marketing world? How do you start your day? How do you plan your day at the event itself, Desiree? Um, first, this actually starts with, again, back with your planning is get a hotel at the event. So in the, this case, in social media marketing world, it's the Hyatt, which is ironic because the actual hotel that's right next door to the senior convention center is a Marriott, but the Hyatt is where all of the action is. So 
all a lot of the speakers, everyone goes down to that bar in the morning. I think that it's the highlight, if I recall correctly, because that's where the conference originally was. Like the first year was in like the Hyatt like conference room and it just kind of became like the hub for it. And so all of the speakers, all of the people um, you'd want to talk to and network with and influencers and everybody like that, they go to the Hyatt bar at night. And that's like where the action is. And so you honestly, if you don't, let's just say you don't want to buy a ticket to social media marketing world or whatever, or you're in the San Diego, California area or whatever it is, you literally can go to social media marketing world and do like these outer event things and then, and still get a lot of value from it. So that's the first thing I would say is like get the height. Cause then all of it, all it is then is like a, a short, tired, painful foot walk from the bar to your room, which is what it usually is for me. Cause I've been standing on my feet all day. Uh, and then the other thing is like, this is just part of my process is unless I have a breakfast meeting, I will order food up to the room to do the morning. And then I, the, the day starts like 8 a.m. Because you have two real days. You have a day of workshops, which is like you check in and it's an afternoon. And then you have the next two days, you just head over to the conference and you make sure that you have like your phone charged. You make sure that you have like extra batteries so that you can get through it. Make sure that you have good walking shoes. Uh, make sure that you're comfortable there's a Starbucks in the convention. I would highly recommend getting coffee in between sessions or tea or whatever you're doing is because then the line isn't out the door. It's really just a matter, I think, of just like pacing yourselves and knowing that you are going to be tired and you are going to have a hoarse voice. And so just a matter of like taking care of yourself in that sense. Jet lag doesn't help either. That's for sure. No. <laughs> that was I a did big obstacle first... for me last year. The first, I, you, I'm with you. I did from South Korea to San Diego and I had to completely reset my clock 17 hours and the first day. So I flew for like 16 hours. I had a layover in Japan and I had to stay. I landed in the morning and I had to stay awake the whole day to reprogram my body. So I hear you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't have that struggle because we're, you know, three hours north of San Diego. So we're in the same time zone. <laughs> <laughs> so my my uh, my thing that I'm learning nowadays is actually just to pace myself. I think you know what uh, what Desiree you just said is you know it's going to be long days. My mentality is that if I'm going to eat, I might as well eat with somebody else. You know, especially at these conferences. Yes. Um. So yeah. So it's uh you know breakfast. I try to figure out okay if, if there's already a breakfast happening, might as well you know plug into that and join a group that's already getting together. Or if not, then you know I'll try to. Know, reach out and like hey you know what this is a good time hey are you guys available like hey peter do you want to go grab breakfast or whatever so you know i'll try to wrangle some people up and grab breakfast and then head into the show like you know we we've always sponsored every time i've attended we've sponsored so you know my routine is a little bit different than i guess you know the attendees we get in pretty early you know set up the booth and all that stuff and then try to figure out with the team, okay, what's our game plan today? Like, what's our coverage for the booth? What's our plan for collaborating and networking in the community area, right? So that's a big part for us. Desiree, great, great tip by Desiree to try to stay really close to the conference center. I think that's going to save you a ton of time. It might cost you a little bit more. There's Airbnbs. We had stayed at an Airbnb that was about 15 minutes, like, you know, drive away from the conference one year and it really ate up a lot of our time. So, you know, if you're looking, you know, where should you stay? Where should you, you know, go? Um, try to stay really close to the conference center. Maybe that hotel, maybe the, um, the Hyatt, the Marriott, you know, right beside it. But also there's a whole gas lamp district, you know, that has a ton of hotels. 
and Airbnbs, you know, just walking distance. Cool. And uh, Rob, you mentioned having a booth obviously last year. Um, how was that for you? I mean, was that, was that successful, do you think? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the booth was really successful. I think it, you know, put us, put us in the forefront of people because they just had to, you know, they have to walk around. But also success depends on how you measure success. You know, this is something that we've always bounced around for conferences in general is what is our measure of success, right? A lot of companies will say it's leads. Some of them will just say, you know, we just want to get in front of people. We want to get social mentions, user-generated content. We, got to, we want to get interviews. Um, some of them are selling right at the booth, right? So it really depends on how you measure success. For us, for Thinkific, it was, you know, it's really based on getting uh, leads, right? So that was really the, that was the goal for different conferences. I have a funny story about that you sparked, you triggered in me about never eating alone. So my first year, I always love to find one local restaurant to go to everywhere that I go to try like local food. And there is this place in San Diego I've been trying to go to called Donut Bar. Um, they make these like ridiculous over the top donuts. They share them. They make them every day and they share them on Instagram and they're mouthwatering. And I'm like, I'm going to go get me some. And so I went, I got them and I brought, came back to the conference. There was this lady at this table sitting by herself and I was like, can I come sit with you? And I ended up like sharing donuts with her and ended up turning into what ended up being thousands and thousands of dollars in business. That's amazing. So oh. You are not wrong about don't eat alone if you can. But for me, you know, sometimes you just need like a good alone time breakfast. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. Like as far as planning, you need to plan blocks of time in your, in your calendar even if you're an extrovert, to just be alone, to decompress, or else it's a really long week for you, for sure. And maybe uh, for Martin, what do you think uh, didn't go so well last year when we attended? And what are you going to do differently this year? I think one of the things that you've already mentioned were the, in the interviews that we did. I think the content was brilliant. The fact that we met customers was brilliant. And the fact that we met new people who didn't know about Sendable, but who shared mutual beliefs and things was, was brilliant. The only thing that affected that was time slots because our days were jam-packed. And I feel like that affected our days were in that we couldn't be that flexible to kind of chat to people passing by or sit at those networking tables. And I think that that's something we're definitely going to do differently this year because we want to be more flexible. We want to be more kind of relaxed in our approach and um, the way that we interact with people. We want it to be less formal. We also unfortunately spent time waiting for people who didn't turn up. So we didn't kind of want to leave our area that we told them we would be at in case they came late but that obviously affected our day and the time that we could have spent elsewhere. So last year, leading up to the event, I spoke to several other influencers. Uh, one in particular was Ian Anderson Gray, who you guys might have heard of. And he yep. told me that social media marketing world was a game changer for his career. Kind of put him on the map. Could you give examples of, of some successes you guys have had personally since attending the event? I know Desiree, you mentioned that customer. Do you have any other examples of successful interactions or sort of things that have happened since attending the event? I just think getting on people's radar has been really impactful. Like when the more you show up and you talk to people, especially if it's just like, it's not from a place of adoration or like being a fan girl. It's more a place of like, you're my peer and you, your information has helped me and it sparks like sort of a friendship from it. I think that's, what's been really helpful for me. I've been able to show up for brands and show up for people. And it's just really great. For me, what I find really interesting is I go to these conferences to create. 
And you'd be so surprised how few people are actually creating there. So sure, the, the team at Social Media Examiner does a really great job of setting up like kind of like little like stages in different areas around the conference so that you can have that spot to like set up your camera, do a podcast, anything like that. And I remember posting up last year outside of the ballroom 20 room, like the main keynote stage. So I could have the big social media marketing world backdrop and recording and i remember people just like stopping and like almost like doing this u shape around my camera while i was doing these interviews for my youtube channel and i didn't see i didn't see a lot of people using this time to create and so i think it's really for me the success is in standing out in a really busy space and i think that what, why that's important for me and what I'm trying to do with my, my, my brand. The way I attract business is through my expertise and my knowledge and my outgoingness because the more business I can bring into my agency, the more military spouses I can put to work. It's a very specific goal in mind because I, I do this agency for my girls around my team because I know their struggle. And so that's what that goal accomplishes for me is like being seen, being heard, and then also being able to connect with people through my knowledge and their knowledge and learn and, and grow in that sense. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest takeaways for conferences, especially social media marketing world is, yeah, just becoming one of the people there. So one of the peers, right? So I think Desiree, you really hit it where, you know, initially when I first went to social media marketing world, I looked at the roster, I looked at who is going to be attending, started connecting with people. And I was a huge fan, right? I, yeah. I came in as a fan and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I want to get a selfie with this person and this person. And, you know, I think that would be really cool. But I soon realized that that really positions you in a really bad way with these partners, right? It really puts you at a disadvantage in some ways to the, you're, you're their fan. You're not their, their peer. You're not their equal. So it, it's kind of like you're really setting yourself up on a slippery slope to then try to partner up with them. Right. So I, took that, uh, you know, from the first year and really started building relationships, you know, and took what I took what I could from that first year and, and built relationships, you know, from a distance from, you know, doing collaborations and things. But then the following year, really coming in and, you know, the previous year be before that, building my own content, building our own channels so that we had a platform to offer them, you know, a currency, I guess, which you know, which is the platform, right? Everybody that attends, they're all social media people. They have, you know, podcasts and live shows and, you know, they have a presence online, right? They have people's attention. They have an audience and that's the currency that they trade at these things. And so really after that first social media marketing world went home, we built, you know, we started trying to build our own live show and all those things really beef up our social following and content. So then when we came back the next year, then we had something to offer. We could say, hey, do you want to collaborate with us, right? Do you want to collaborate with me? Let's do an interview where I'm no longer a fan. We're peers. And not that fans are a bad thing. It's just that if you are trying to partner up with influencers um, and you come from that position, then it's, it's a really hard place to be at. So coming in, 
as a as an equal and having your own platform you know really helps you get those interviews and gets those connections um and so i think that's you know from the when i first attended i think that's the biggest takeaway that's the biggest you know outside of like obviously meeting everybody in person and connecting and all those things i think that's the biggest lesson that i learned that i took away that we actually then you know kind of grew from yeah i think uh, i think our one takeaway was as i said in the beginning we always went to conferences where we try to sell sendable in this situation we just sold our vision like what we stood for what our brand stood for we didn't once mention what we did even at the event we had that the meetup we had slides around our vision our beliefs on social media what the future is and we built a following from that that just trusted us so we've seen customers come on board because of what we stand for not what we do so obviously we, we compete with so many other tools but to cut through the noise and put a face to the brand and to the company just really helped us be a more trustworthy company and, and brand so we had someone actually uh, yesterday who moved from Sprout Social to Sendable and he said Sendable is home for him because they're coming home. So he feels like he knows us, he can trust us, there's a face to the company and that's, that's a huge thing for us. I think for me, something that was really made me feel quite successful at the end of the event was we hosted our mixer and that was great and we shared our beliefs and swag and everything. And then at the end of the event, after the keynote, I went to the bathroom in my Sendable hoodie with the branding at the back. And this girl that was behind me tapped on my shoulder and she said to me, are you from Sendable? And I said, yes. And she goes, I was at your mixer. I love what you guys do. I love what you believe in. That was kind of the cherry on top because I didn't sell anything to her. I didn't demo anything to her. She just kind of got what we were talking about. She, she got it. She um, resonated with it and she was then able to share it with other people. That for me made me feel like it was, was worth everything so that that message got across. Before we end off, do you guys have any sort of last comments uh, or any tips for first time attendees attending Social Media Marketing World this year? My tip to anyone who's going for the first time is to try not to plan too much. I remember talking with Lisa, who's the editor over at Social Media Examiner, and she's like, you know, Social Media Marketing World is so big. And it's taken on a life of its own. And there's something for everyone. And there's so much subculture at the conference that you might not know what your objective or what feels right for you there is. So really go to the things that like are a priority to you. Like if you need to learn something from this or if like you have a boss, it's like, I need you to come back with this information or whatever those reasons, like figure out like your main objectives, but leave time to explore the culture that is there to find how you can fit in with it. Cause there's so many different things, whether you're a YouTuber or a podcaster or a creator or an influencer or a marketer or whether your specific niches, like if you do government or nonprofits or, you know, local business, whatever it is, you can really find your people and the subculture that comes from it. And then of course, leave room for the networking after and before the events. With the All Access Pass, you do get the like official networking events, but it's the unofficial networking events that are really, truly wonderful. If you're attending for the first time, I think the most important thing is to decide there and then what your end goal is and then kind of work backwards. So what is it that you want to achieve at the end of it? And then kind of go from there and break it down and start from, from the beginning, but going backwards. And um, I think the most important thing, I think if you're going for the first time, is to kind of go and check it out, really, because you can make very bad, expensive mistakes doing it wrong the first time around. So I would say kind of go, take a look, see what it's about, see what you can get out of it, and then implement that the next time around. 
Nice. I think for me, it is if you're attending for the first time, um, you know, a lot of rest jet before lag. you attend. <laughs> yeah, before you, have, yeah, especially, yeah, jet lag if you're going to be coming from overseas. But um, just rest, get a lot of rest before the event. It might be hard because you're super excited, but, you know, it is a long few days and uh, there's more than enough. There's sometimes there's going to be too much to do uh, before and after. And uh, so just make sure you get rest. And, um, and then when you get there, yeah, like uh, like Martine and Desiree said, just I think just have fun, right? Like I think we, you know, have your have your goals, um, have collaborations ready, have some plans in place, but leave some margins to you know um, do things you know spontaneously, right? Because things will come up. You know, you're gonna have a good conversation with somebody, and they're gonna say, "Hey, what are you doing for lunch?" And if you've already you know booked everything for the whole you know conference then you don't have any margins for the surprises that might come up that could be really good opportunities. Leave some margins, get some rest, and just really have fun because everybody there, they just want to connect just like you. And so, you know, be open to, to that and just have that mentality. Cool. Thank you so much, Rob and Desiree, and obviously Martin for joining us today. Uh, where can people get in touch with you if they have any questions leading up to the event or if they want to meet up with you? What's the best place for them to reach out to you, uh, Desiree? Uh, you can uh, find me at uh, Mrs. Desiree Rose everywhere uh, on the internet, basically. So M-R-S-D-E-S-I-R-E-R-O-S-E. And you, Rob? Yeah, same thing. Uh, you can just uh, copy and paste my name because I got a really long last name. Uh, <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> you can go on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. Um, and yeah, just send me a message and uh, be happy to connect. Cool. And uh, yeah, for myself, if you want to email insider at sendable.com, that'll come to myself and Martine. We'd love to meet you at the event if you're going. Um, if you're a customer, you're welcome to join our, our meetup in the evening. We'll send you details. And looking forward to hopefully seeing you all there. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.